The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Do you remember when home video was in its infancy? The perfect video store is popping up all over the country. Do you remember the experience of renting VHS tapes at a store? Right now, rent Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Cobra for just a dollar a day each. Do you remember when you kept a video store membership card in your wallet? Welcome to Blockbuster Video. Hollywood Video. We get what you want. A warehouse is entertainment. Relive the days when dead media was alive and kicking. This is Rental Return. Tales from the Video Store. It's time to break out your membership card and pay your late fees, video lovers, because Rental Return Tales from the Video Store is back for another season of exploring the world of video rental stores through the people who worked in these physical media wonderlands. I'm your host, Adam Pope, and with me to kick off this season is a fellow fan of living life like it's 1989 from Horror Movie Barbecue. Hey there, Chad Young. Hey Adam, do you have a copy of uh, the greatest X-Men video of all time, Pride of the X-Men? Because I am getting such a hankering for that. And the fact that you said 1989 reminded me I'm a little overdue to be watching that. So hand it over, buddy. Oh, I got it. Well, I uh, definitely uh, put that on your account there. So <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things, right? You think about the joy that a videotape would bring whether it was the anticipation of going on a friday night end of the week you get your pizza you get your vhs tape at the rental store you're there with the family you're there with your friends whoever it is it was a wonderful experience and so i wanted to kind of start off here just to get us in the groove is there a vhs tape that you cherished as a kid whether it was something you recorded off a tv at home it was a commercial copy you just had to buy got for some holiday or maybe Maybe just a frequent rental that was always at home. So there's a couple choices, but the one that does come to mind. So you'll appreciate this one because I do think you have it in your collection. It's the uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, A Firestar is Born. And at the time, that tape, I think, was released in like 92 or so. And it had like that weird intro. I think it had the Super Nintendo game like advertisements and the weird CGI Spider-Man. It was just, he wasn't really doing anything but like kicking in an alley and then at the end venom just breaks down a wall and it was weird but the reason i say firestar is born is a that is one of my all-time favorite x-men adventures part of the x-men is still number one sorry william bruce west that's the way it's got to be but there was a point a former friend of mine actually he had the same tape and we would watch it over the phone like we would actually sync it up and we would watch it and it would be like Mystery Science Theater because there's a lot to make fun of in that episode. From Wolverine's Miss Angelica voice, Jinx. Miss Angelica <laughs> Jinx. I love, and you know what? It's just a fun episode. And Firestar is a character that doesn't really get a lot of love. And it was really fun to see Spider-Man and the X-Men in that era in animated form. I think they did another one and you know, it was good. I, I I didn't like that one as much, but you know that that's definitely one of one of my choices. The other choice I'm going to give you, and you'll appreciate this, is uh, Survivor Series 1990, the debut of uh, the Gobbly Gooker and the Undertaker, and that was a very important tape. And I used to rent it quite often. That's probably one of those tapes I rented from every single video store I ever went to. So, you know, that definitely sticks out in my head as well. That's how you broke it in, right? It's like let me rent uh, the Survivor Series, yeah. 
Thank you. If you have a wrestling, you know, we've gone over this ad nauseum, but if you had a wrestling section, I'm giving you my business. Oh, yeah. I, I was there all the time, too. You know, <laughs> I, I had to get those wrestling videos. But what's funny is what I was thinking about, like, what were these tapes that I loved so much? And one of them is sadly been lost to time. And it was a home recorded tape that had the Hug a Bunch movie on it. And I loaned it to a friend's wife, probably like 13, 14 years ago. She's like, I remember that. Can I watch it? And I I gave it to him and then like you know a few weeks later i was like can i have this tape back she's like you know what? i can't find it right now <laughs> like they had just had a baby and like their house is a mess and then they moved like a few no. weeks after that and it was over i was like I is it in your garage where you moved all your stuff we just you know what we don't know where that is right now and gone forever and so luckily uh, lately i was able to track down a commercial Ooh. copy of this movie i never knew it was actually released because everything i was searching over the years it was those like golden book you know yeah, story yeah. where like the he-man ones that would fake you out oh. you're like oh Oh, there's no animation. Uh, but then <laughs> I found somebody that had a DVD transfer and I bought that. And I was like, this is beautiful. And then I looked at it and it had the children's video library. Mm -hmm. I was like, it was released on a tape that I went searching wow. for that. And I finally have a copy again. And I'm so happy. The other one is you're going to be very excited about this, but we had a used copy of Ghostbusters 2. We had our local media store chain, The Warehouse, and they would have their, you know, $4.99 former rental tapes and we grabbed that and the last one i was thinking of just as far as rentals go when i would go to this uh, video depot was the first video rental store i ever went to they had a, a clamshell of super ted this british cartoon oh wow super ted that's obscure even for me yeah it, you it know was... how much i love animation <laughs> yeah it's one of those things that maybe people remember maybe they don't but i got it all the time and then i finally found a copy a few years ago and i had it in my library for a while but i actually traded it to a past guest on rental return landon uh, who we interviewed and he gave me some great vintage ghostbusters merch so it was fair to me you know that, i would say that's beyond fair anytime <laughs> ghostbusters merchandise comes into the play i'd say you're upgrading uh, well, well now wait a minute wait a minute was it Ghostbusters or Ghostbusters 2? Both. A little bit of both. Okay, then you won. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Both movies. I was like, this is great. So yeah, so very fun. That's what this the show is all about, to bring back those nostalgic vibes and teach you a thing or two you didn't know about the video rental business if you were never behind the counter. We have a lot more things to discuss in the world of VHS news, but we did have to address you know, one change for this season, and that will come in the form of a voice you're unfortunately not hearing on the mic with us this time around. Most of you who are listening to the show may be aware, if you're tuning in, you know, because a friend is on the show, you might not know, but we are here on the Retro Network, which was founded by our friends Mickey and Jason. And Jason Gross unfortunately passed away suddenly last year. He is greatly missed uh, by all the people whose lives he touched. He was the producer. He was the heart of Rental Return. He loved the show, but most importantly, he was just a great man, a good friend to many, many people. And, you know, we we wish we could push rewind have him back with us but jason like i said was really dedicated to this show so at the very least we can bring you this season in his honor we dedicate season four of rental return to jason it feels a little bit different this time around for that reason absolutely jason and i go back to the underscore fire days when I started, you know, getting to know people and becoming friends with that whole underscoop fire, you know, nerd launch kind of 
circle. I got to know Jason. I got to know Sean Robert. I got to know all these people that we love and adore. And Jason was one of those guys that just, I've lost touch with, a, you know, a lot of people. It happens as you get older. Jason was always a constant. He always pushed for positivity for everyone to come together and have a good time. And I've lost count over how many times he reached out to me and said, Hey, I've got this idea for a podcast. Hey, you know, uh, would you want to write this for, you know, whether it was retro network or rediscover the eighties or, you know, even if he just had like, Hey, I kind of want to talk about this movie or I want to do this. Or Jason had this unique gift because he was not selfish and he just, his main focus was just bringing joy to everyone. He didn't care who it was. I can't tell you in 10, 11 years of being his friend, I can't think of one person I ever heard him talk trash about. And I mean, that kind of says it. I'm not saying that he didn't, <laughs> but I'm just saying I, I never once heard him say, oh gosh, I can't stand this person. I, I, I hate that guy. I hate this you know guy. I just, he was unique and he was our brother and I love him and I miss him so much. A little selfish side note back in December, I, I remember just thinking to myself, I, I should be recording a wish book episode with Jason and Mickey. And um, that kind of hit me a little hard because I was like, I, I didn't care about, you know, not recording the podcast. I cared that I didn't have my friend who I respected and loved like a brother and I don't say that about everybody. Like, it kind of stings, you know? And gosh, I, I mean, he had such beautiful kids, a beautiful wife. I mean, he, he left everyone such positive, loving, joyful memories. And real quick, I didn't post this before, but um, I'm assuming you probably got one too. You probably know what I'm talking about from our friend Mickey. I've got him on my fridge, so I kind of see him every day. And I smile because I know, like, that's all he wanted anyone to do. So, Jason... I hope you have the best seat in the house for this episode in this whole season because we're dedicating it to you and we love you and we miss you every single day and Godspeed, brother. That was wonderful. Thanks, Chad. You know, when you talk about the generosity that he had, I think you probably have in your living space, you have things that Jason sent to you. I have VHS tapes. I have so many things that he thought of me. You know, you and I and Jason would have these text conversations when he's at the thrift store, you know, we're going back and forth and sharing, you know, thoughts and things. So again, that, that excitement will always be uh, with us and that joy that he brought will always be able to look back on, even though it's it's hard right now. I did want to bring up, though, because one of the things that Jason would always bring to the show was VHS news, whether it was from the 80s, like about video rental stores, whether it was something that had just happened. And there is something that has happened in between seasons three and four that uh, Jason and I were actually messaging about this guy named Leland Kent. And his deal is he goes around Georgia, basically the southeast in general, and he finds these abandoned buildings and areas and he takes pictures of them, somehow finds his way inside and he found the dream for so many of us which was a video store that had been locked up for decades still with every tape on the shelf i mean this is something i've heard about i know mickey he actually found one years ago and he was trying to get in he could never get the owner to like meet him there and open the doors but maybe there's still a chance of that but this guy got in his account is at abandoned underscore Southeast. If you guys want to check this out for yourself, I got to say, Chad, when you see these pictures, what immediately comes to mind for you? Memories. 
because I don't know about you, and I've, I've talked about a certain store called Wonderbook on the show before. And back in the day, for those maybe who don't remember, Wonderbook and Video is a very important store institution in Frederick, Maryland, kind of that area. They have a store in Hagerstown right now, one in Frederick, but they also had a second location in another area of Frederick. And my friend and I and my girlfriend at the time, we would go there all the time. Like every Saturday, we were up there just looking for VHS and looking for videos and books and whatever else they have. And when I'm looking at the giant wooden shelving, the cases that tapes themselves are in, I mean, it, it, it reminds me of, unfortunately, it's, that location closed in 2006, which funny enough, this, this is a little humble brag of mine. My friends and I were there on the last day because we wanted to scoop up every video that we could find because we knew at the time in 2006, no one else was going to want a uh, copy of The Flash versus the Trickster or, you know, a Grandpa Monster horror compilation. <laughs> um, so seeing this. I mean, it sends me back to 2004, 2005, 2006, like that. Well, what's fascinating to me in looking at this is I've never seen, like, you, you, this is like bringing you back to a story you've seen laid out this way. I It looks like an old library that mm -hmm. they converted to a video store. It looks like the library, honestly, in Ghostbusters, <laughs> like, because it's very <laughs> dark wood. It's got, like you know actual yep. art on the walls and all these different mm -hmm. things but just like you know rows and rows of bookcases and so when i'm looking at it what i find funny about this particular article because video people who know what the obscure stuff was even back in the day that's what we oh, yeah. look for what they're mm -hmm. highlighting in this news article from the daily mail is they're like oh look old disney vhs tapes <laughs> and you're like oh my goodness if i ever see another disney clam show you know <laughs> yeah like I, I, the the one that you can see the most is Lion King, and you're like everybody and their mother had a copy of Lion King in 1995. <laughs> so you're not really bragging about anything here. What I also want to know is, th so there's one shelf where they show like two, you know, sections of a shelf, and it is a strange collection because you have stuff like Enemy Mine next to Link, next to Primal Instinct, next to mm -hmm. Face the Music. Like the, it doesn't seem to be by section. Or did they just grab mm -hmm. random tapes and throw them up on a shelf? Like, they're, they're not organized. The only thing that I can think of is, like, having Link, Enemy Mine. They just got lazy. Let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that there were days that they did not want to even look at those shelves. We've all been there. God bless all of us. But sometimes you, you want to get the heck out, right? Real quick, I do want to point out something. On that shelf, I want you to look all the way right next to Deadly Force and right in between Juke buy and sell. Do you know what that is? No, I was very curious. What is this movie? That's a movie that has Fred Travelina, who we all love. I, I, he's the mascot of my Thanksgiving countdown on my blog whenever I choose to do it. And it also has Rodney Piper. And I think that it's about someone who goes to jail and he's kind of a con man or something. I, I never saw it all the way, but it's one of those roles that Roddy Piper was in that not a lot of people know about. I will say Fred Travelina, as unique as he was as a performer he could be a little much sometimes but in this he plays a character named you'll appreciate this vcr 
because huh? he would do these imitations of like everything that he would see in a movie or a TV show. And he would just kind of, he was kind of doing a Robin Williams impression. And I have to say, he was actually pretty good. And it, it, it's, it's a hidden gem. It's not exactly a movie that people are going to go see and say, oh my gosh, I need a uh, Arrow video 4K Blu-ray set of this. I need this now. It's just like a very low budget, late 80s comedy. But I did notice that on the shelf and I was like, oh no. I know Fred Travelina when I see it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, because there's lots of titles there that I did not recognize. I hate blondes little witches like you've never heard of little witches Uh oh what's that one about? that was like that came out around the time of the craft so it was kind of essentially i don't want to say it was a ripoff but if you saw the craft you kind of saw this one this one was more how do i say like not a not again not a ripoff a less popular version of, okay uh, yeah but i've never heard of i hate blondes so that's that's one over on me yeah i've never so heard of that one one more to hunt down. But speaking of hunting them down, we like to hit up the thrift stores. You're going to conventions of all shapes and sizes. You're selling at conventions, whatever you're doing. I am curious, as you've gone to these different locations, you know, we met up at RetroCon. Like, are there any VHS tapes that you've either seen or you've decided to add <laughs> to your collection? Like, where are you at? So, you know, the last time we all got together to record, I think... Everyone knows the situation that I was in, you know, just recently divorced and I was living with a friend until I could get my feet on it. And that was a year ago. Now I'm on my own, which is awesome. At that point, I think I even said on the show, like the only thrift store that was around was the Salvation Army. And if I wanted to go anywhere, I had to go like an hour and a half, you know, out of my way. Now, the area that I'm living in, bro, I could throw a stone and hit a thrift store. There's like 15 <laughs> thrift stores within, you know, 20 mile radius. And bro, I, I got to tell you, it, it reinvigorated me and it's getting me back into that. Oh, man, do I want to stop here? Uh, maybe I should. I don't know what's going to be in there. The reason I said that is so I can make this reference. Back in November, the local thrift store called Liberty Ministries Thrift. They have seven locations in the area and they did a um, promotion where if you visited all seven on Black Friday or that Saturday, you got a $50 gift card. So naturally, I had to go do that because I was like, all right, adventure. The very first store I stop in, what is the very first thing I find? Could it be a VHS copy of Bushwhacked? <laughs> Right as I walk in and I go right to the video section, what is staring at me right on the on the shelf? And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting day. And you actually sent me a DVD copy, yep. and that means I need to, you know, someone needs to put it out on Blu-ray. But right now I'm kind of getting back in the swing of things. One of the thrift stores that I have right near me, it's like a block away from where I currently work. The first week I moved all my stuff up here, you know, I'm going around town and naturally there's a thrift store. So I'm like, well, got to figure out if I like this place. So I go in a bunch of homebrewed videos, including the original broadcast with original commercials of the day my kid turned punk. It's like the after school special from 1986, 87, 88, somewhere around there. And have you ever seen this? I have not seen this, but what a treasure. I can only imagine. Oh, now, finding that was one thing. But the other tapes that I found, I'm not going to go through everything, but it's like original broadcasts of like Meredith Children and a couple Fox feeds. And the one thing that stood out to me was one of the tapes had a uh, commercial for like Saturday morning cartoons. And they're all local to Philadelphia, which is right around where I am right now. And, you know, I'm 
fast forwarding through the tape. I'm like, what else is on here? Commercial for My Pet Monster cartoon series. And I'm like, I was meant to have this tape. Like this tape was recorded back in the day just so I could have it now. <laughs> so those are the tapes that kind of stand out right now. Like I said, I'm kind of getting back into the swing of things and kind of having fun with it again. Yeah, that's so perfect. I love to hear that, man. I, I mean, and just, yeah, the, the embarrassment of riches you have now in the thrift store game. I can't wait to see what else uh, oh, it's fantastic. is waiting for you there. Now, I, like I said, I mentioned RetroCon. I didn't want to fill up my suitcase with too many VHS, but I did have to stop in. There was one really great booth there. So I managed to grab a few things that stood out to me. You know, one of those was a uh, Warner big box clamshell of Superman 2. Mm-hmm. Definitely rented this back in the day. and It was just in beautiful shape. So I had to get that. The condition. Yeah. It looks like it just came off the shelf. Like it looks fantastic. Great yeah, piece. Th- this was not in a store window where it got faded or it wasn't, no. you know, dropped in a toilet at somebody's house. When they I would have bought it if it were like sun faded or something like that. <laughs> yeah. We, we would have had a rumble. My other one here, fear of yes. a black hat. Uh, a friend introduced me to this movie years ago and i was just like i I already loved spinal tap and then i was just like what spinal tap for rap this is awesome and the best part was i was able to find the soundtrack on audio cassette a sealed copy i just broke it open uh this week to finally listen to it because it has like extended versions of all the songs they just give you clips during the documentary or the mockumentary is what it is but (laughs) what was the name they gave the guy that was supposed to be vanilla ice oh yeah what was his name again it's um vanilla sherbet oh gosh honestly i I, this is gonna cause a lot of mayhem and if you want to direct any comments it's uh <laughs> at hoju kulander on twitter on x yeah no problem always looking out for you buddy um <laughs> i like that more than i like spinal tap oh. so like that for me is one of the funniest things rusty kunda yeah he also did tales from the hook yep i have that the too, really yeah. talented really funny guy i love Fair of a black hat. I think it's one of the most underrated comedies of the 90s, to be honest. It really is. I remember seeing it back in the day, and I I, I would always, I was like, what is this? But I didn't rent it until yeah. years later, and finally glad to have it. But the other thing that I got, uh, we've mentioned Mickey a lot this episode, and he is worthy of mention because for Christmas, he got me the Ewok Adventure. <laughs> Not a good movie, but (laughs) essential to me because I love the sequel. I love the battle for Endor. That was, that was what I had on a home recorded tape for years. It's a movie that just means a lot to me. I think it's, you know, a lot of people don't know even battle for Endor has Lurch from the Adams family movie. Yes. He was the villain in that under, you know, mask. (laughs) but look at the label on the bottom of the tape. Food City City. video. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. So it's, this must have been, you know, somebody's, uh, you know, local food city had a video rental corner and yeah. there it was. So that's really awesome. I, I have a PS on that. Years ago, I went to a uh, Goodwill, you know, like the outlet center with the bins. Oh, yeah. Went to one of those. I'm digging through and I pull out a VHS tape, but it's like one of those generic brown, you know, oh. clamshells. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's got writing on it. And it says like Golden Girls or something or like Cosby or something. And right under it, it says Ewok Adventure. So I, brother, when I tell you, I grabbed that and I opened it so quick. I don't even know how long it took, but nothing was in there. Ah. But it's essentially saying on that clamshell, this is the original broadcast. You need to grab this. And I'm just like, wow, fake it out. It still stings to this day. So whenever I do see the Ewok tapes, I kind of geek out and I get hurt on the inside a little bit. <laughs> 
that We've happened to me there. with a, I got a tape that was Battle Toads years ago, and I got so excited, and I just yeah. bought it. You know, I didn't I didn't check the tape. So easy to slide out. I did it, and then I got it home. It was not Battle Toads. It was just the sleeve. You know, and I was just like, so oh. here's a question for you. I'm gonna pull a classic Chad and ask you a question. Oh, have you ever gotten so excited? Like you said, for Battletoads, that you bought the tape, and then when you get home, it's something else. Like, maybe it's just Hoosiers or, you know, Splash. Can you think of another tape in that situation? Oh, here's the thing. It has happened multiple times, Mm -hmm. and you would think I would have learned my lesson by now. The one that I remember grabbing, it's called, like, IRS. It's a bizarre movie. I don't know what it was about, but I saw this. I was like, this is so unique. I've never seen anything like it. Then I got it home and yeah, it wasn't that movie inside. So that's another empty box I have. (laughs) Uh, You know what? Sometimes getting the box, let's be honest, that's kind of all you need. I mean, for the most part, I have a couple tapes that I only bought because of, you know, the boxes. So I totally get it. I think we're all kind of in that mentality sometimes. Yeah, ultimately it's about that visual memory. Now I will uh, shout out uh, another former guest on the podcast who I've stayed in touch with, Landel Goolsby. He checks in with me when he goes to the thrift store. So he's been sending me tapes. He sent me the widescreen edition of the Matthew Broderick Godzilla because I have the one that's like the textured cover. And this one's like a totally unique release Uh, and other things like that. But you will be happy to know, Chad, that in the last haul he sent me, I received- A VHS copy, an original release of Bushwhacked. Yes! <laughs> so you, oh, you, that's right, because you texted me when you received it. I think this year we're living in is going to be the year of Bushwhacked fever. <laughs> I will say also, for those who know about my personal VHS collection, much like our friend Sean Robert, he collects international copies of the Monster <laughs> Squad. He has the greatest collection. I hope someday somebody does a documentary about Troop Beverly Hills. So my collection, yep. my international tapes. But I recently was able to get Ooh. a screener tape from RCA Columbia Home Video of Troop Beverly Hills. Screeners in that case are harder and harder to find these days. Yeah, somebody must be scooping them all up. I mean, I've considered at some point, like, do I just want to go all screeners? Because that's even more rare, because these are the tapes, for those who don't know, that were sent to the video rental store owners to say, hey, you want to order copies of this tape? It's going to be so exciting. In fact, that video has a trailer for Troop Beverly Hills I've never seen, because it's a promo trailer to, like, sell it. And so it has a guy doing a fake Robin Leach impression. (laughs) And then at the very end, it's like, celebrity impression. <laughs> you know what? Uh, there's a point that we need to make, even though you did say the dreaded D word, the yes. DVD. A lot of those screeners were kind of an original Blu-ray DVD because, like you said, there's a lot of features on there. You know, let's use Nightmare on Elm Street. I think that that's always a you know example that pops in people's heads because Robert England did these pitch promos that he would be like, hey, you know, buy a Freddy tape. It'll up your grosses and stuff like that. So it's like a lot of the stuff we didn't really see anywhere else the only way you could see it is on these uh screeners and they they didn't always make it out and circulating so you would see a lot of things on these tapes and some of them uh if someone wants to correct me sometimes i mean weren't there like scenes 
that were like maybe not included in the, you know, uh, I'm sure. Well, and I have to ask my friend, I have a buddy who, what he does now is like, he sends me tapes to transfer for him. You know, we've had this arrangement for years. His name is Johnny Caps. He's a friend of mine from the retro days, days. Uh, and he basically only buys screeners because there'll be certain movies with certain people he's interested in. And he finds the screener versions and like the, the trailer tapes where it's even just all trailers. So I've seen a ton of these things that I transfer for him. I've tried putting them up on YouTube and they get taken down all the time. So I'm like, yeah, oh, they'll always get flagged. I can't do it. But I got to tell this one time he sent me a screener tape. Obviously somebody in this group that is on the tape was involved in the video rental store business because it was just a short video trailer tape and I put it in and it is a guy's bachelor party from like oh, 1987, no. 1988. And there is just all these crazy guys. There's an exotic dancer routine that's oh, no, going there's on. Not. And then they have a band like set up in the living room. They're all rocking out. They're all playing like songs in the classic rock. Like, And the guy whose party it was that they kept coming to, he looked like, what's the name of the guy who knocked out John Stossel? The guy who was defending Oh, Dr. Dr. D. David Schultz. <laughs> yeah, David Schultz. I was like, I know it's a deed. He looks exactly <laughs> like him. And I'm like, was this Dr. Ooh. D's bachelor party? <laughs> You know, considering what we know, if it is Dr. D, you may want to keep that hidden from everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's fascinating. And can I tell you, if anyone's listening and they have a screener of the wizard, because there is a copy floating around and I've missed out on it because it's gone for skyrocketing prices. It's just a white cover with the logo. Like they don't really use the poster image, you know, and, and that's kind of what they would do with a lot of screeners. I think in the 90s is when they started doing like the actual like cover. And like they would either print or like stamp, you know, screener. But yeah, screeners are a really fun collectible. And But this is the thing. So we are talking about our experiences, what we love, but we want to get you also excited about what is to come this season. So we have a great new group of video heroes who come from all over the world. Okay, we're going international this time around. Now, uh, a homegrown hero, a lot of people probably know if you're into the VHS collecting scene and that is Dirk from the VHS podcast. So he came on, he grew up in a mom and pop video store. So like that was the family business. So he's there. We have Danielle from the No More Late Fees podcast and also Dallybor, two of them who worked in a blockbuster video. So I, I won't dwell on that too long for Chad. So if that, if that word gets <laughs> censored, I think you guys already know what it means. You'll understand. Also a guy named David, he worked at a store called Video Plus and his story is fascinating because he worked at the store for years. He was taking documentary footage all those years and he has put together a documentary about the declining years of this store. So we are hopefully going to be able to have a viewing of this at the end of the season. That's the plan to put it together. He's happy to share it. So uh, that's one more thing. Now, international I mentioned. We have a guy named Rob from Australia and his dad was like the first person to open up a video store in Australia and there was all sorts of hijinks there was a criminal element that was trying to get involved I mean it is fascinating what you hear this I mean let's be honest those are all PAL format so it doesn't I mean if anyone's <laughs> trying to steal anything you're not really really stealing anything they're kind of escaping at that point uh, uh, oh, yeah we, we are we are dedicated to ntsc but finally <laughs> this is going to be a first for the podcast which is we have a guy named joe 
who's coming on, but he is coming on with his son, Mike. Now, Joe and Mike are from Canada, and Joe worked for, you know, a mom and pop chain of stores around that time. And then Mike went to work for a video store. So we're having a father and son. They're going to compare notes, running a store in the late 80s and working in a store in the late 90s, early 2000s. So this is going to be a fascinating conversation between the two of them that you're not going to want to miss. That's going to close out the season. So a lot of stuff to look forward to. Retro Return back in full force. So we hope that you will join us and make sure you subscribe to the Retro Network on YouTube because we'll put up the full interviews there. But also, you're going to want to stay connected with us on social media at TRN Social, the Retro Network. They're all across every social media site you want to be at to get the updates when the episodes are dropping and to see some photos that some of these people are going to be passing along to us because it's going to be a fun season in 2024. We're glad that you're along for the ride. So stay tuned. Chad, thanks so much for joining me for this discussion. Always fun, buddy. Thank you. And that does it. So let's get ready to push play. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.